Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast is Thursday, baby. You know what that means. Crossover Thursday. All things Packers, all things Raiders. Coming up on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 5th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, three minutes or 33 minutes, we appreciate you in a major way. Shown is blowing up in a, in, in a major way. Again, uh, over 9,000 subscribers. We definitely appreciate you. We also appreciate my man Ari. Every single day, he does a great job making sure we're up on YouTube, we're looking good, and we're sounding good on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254 and the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line is 707 654 4693. No calls or texts coming up in today's show. It is the crossover edition. That means myself and Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, are going to talk all things Packers and Raiders for all three segments of the show. We're going to talk about the biggest storylines. We're going to talk about the biggest matchups and, of course, the path to victory for each team. So Peter Bukowski joins the show. Very excited about that and always excited about the crossover edition. I know it's a lot of people's favorite show uh, of the weekend. Of course, that just means that you're getting closer and closer to another game. Week 5 action. Monday night football prime time before we get into it though do want to tell you today's edition of the locked on raiders podcast crossover edition is being brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl use code all lowercase locked on nfl for our first deposit match up to a hundred dollars and normally i have some news and notes before we get into the crossover edition but since the work week has been pushed back an extra day due to monday night football there's no been no practice we'll be out at practice today we'll be out at the intermountain health performance center we'll get to talk to coach mcdaniels this morning around 10 o'clock so depending on what time you're listening to this we may be getting ready to talk to him or we might have already talked to him but no real news and notes to get into Uh, we'll have some more obviously coming up on tomorrow's edition the Friday edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast let's go ahead and jump right into it part one of the crossover edition Peter Bukowski really good dude host the Lockdown Packers always appreciate anytime I get a chance to catch up with them whether it's the crossover edition or just chopping it up with them because again he's a hell of a dude appreciate him and his efforts each and every time he joins the show and here's part one of our conversation starts off with me asking Peter about the biggest storyline for the Packers heading into Monday Night Football. I think until further notice, the biggest storyline in almost any game is going to be Jordan Love. How does he look? Uh, He's had some primetime opportunities now, some big game opportunities. Um, Now on the road, hostile environment, uh, the black hole, all that stuff. I know it's not the original one, but, you know, it's the (laughs) the new version. It's the, you know, the, the... uh, chat bot version of it. We got it. It's the we upgraded version. <laughs> it's the upgraded exactly. version, less intimidating. <laughs> and, and so uh, that that is, and, and I think the other part of this cue that the reason that it's Jordan Love is it's just not a very good defense. And so you want to, sh- these, these young players, you want to show out against the defense that has not played well to date. Um, Chandler Jones, what's going on there is, is frankly a sad story. And, and like, but he's a good player, right? Not having him, that's a big deal. Um, so I, I think 
for for me, it's Jordan Love until further notice. And I have a I have a feeling it's a somewhat similar thing for different reasons for the Raiders in terms of what's going on with their quarterback position right now. Right. Well, Jimmy G, you know, he's a guy that didn't play last week because of the concussion. So Aiden O'Connell got the start. He's a fourth round pick out of Purdue. And according to Josh McDaniels, uh, Jimmy G will be the guy under center as long as he clears concussion protocol. But again, you got to clear concussion protocol. Aiden O'Connell got better throughout the course of the game last week against the Chargers, but it just wasn't enough. He looked like a rookie at times. It looked like a guy that was feeling pretty comfortable at times and ultimately threw an interception at the end of the game uh, to seal the deal for the Chargers. But, you know, it's, it's a it's a fine line. You know, do you play the rookie? Do you see what you have in him? Or do you still try to go win a bunch of games because, look, it's still early in the season and anything could happen. So going in at one and three, you're not out of it by any stretch. But a lot of Raider Nation, Peter, to be honest, is, is kind of already done with the season. It's like, hey, let's just see what we got in the rookie and then maybe have to dip back into the draft and go get another quarterback next year. I'm not set up in that in that uh you know in that mindset right now. Matter of fact, I thought that it probably was too early to have Aiden O'Connell play last week. I thought it probably should be the Brian Hoyer show for at least one game mm. and just call it a day, right? I mean, but I think if you get this, the rookie in, then let him play. Let him play four or five games, you know, to see what he's got. But I, I thought it was a little early. Uh, but look, hey, I'm not the coach. So, you know, they went with O'Connell, and now they're going to go with Jimmy G if he's healthy. So, yeah, man, it's, it's really – it's a weird – feel to this second year under head coach Josh McDaniels. I really still don't understand what the method to the madness is, what they're trying to get accomplished, but you know, with Jimmy G and his injury history, you already knew that there was going to be a time when somebody was going to have to be under center, not named Jimmy Garoppolo, so here we are. <laughs> so. I was going to ask you about this because I watched this team and I go, what is it that they're trying to do? Right. And it's hard to mm -hmm. find the answers. Right. What? Do, who do they want to be? What kind of team do they want to be? They were a team that ran the ball really effectively last year. They are one of the two or three worst running teams in the league this year. Somehow, Josh Jacobs lead, goes from leading the league in rushing to they can't do anything right. on the ground. And the passing game, like the personnel seems ill-suited for the quarterback. I just, it just kind of seems like a mess right now, Q. And I do wonder... If this game were in week 10, would we be having a, a different discussion about Aiden O'Connell right. and Jimmy G? Yeah. And if they were two and eight, right? Yeah, I, I think we would, right? But like it's still too early. Plus, Josh McDaniels has got to win, presumably. What is the what is the pressure on him right now to win in Las Vegas? You know, it's funny. I don't really think that there's a ton of pressure, and I know that sounds odd and bizarre. I really do believe that he's gonna get another year. Him and Dave Ziegler, the GM, have come in together. I do think that they get another year, unless everything falls off the rails. Now, you know, if they, everything just falls off the rails and it goes completely to, you know, hell in a handbasket, then okay, then <laughs> then who knows, right? I mean, then all bets are off, but I think if the team stays together, he doesn't lose the locker room. All of a sudden, there's not a bunch of revolts, and there could be, you know, then then I think that that he'll be fine, even though, you know, Raider Nation is is ready to fire him last year, right? They've been ready to move on from Joshua Daniels, and it's understandable, right? Winning and not winning sucks, right? Not winning is terrible, and, and it's just not what anybody in the fan base wants. So I understand the frustrations, but I think that Mark Davis is committed to seeing this you know, this staff and their plan, whatever that plan is, and I'm not privy to that plan, but whatever the plan is, he's, he's, he's committed to seeing it through. And again, it, it builds up the frustrations because you look on paper and Peter, we talked, man, we talked when the Raiders went and made the move for Devontae Adams. It's going to be one of the best teams in the AFC West. They're going to compete with the chiefs. It's going to be such yeah. a competitive division. And it wasn't right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you hear the frustration for Devontae. You've covered him for a long time. You know, he's honest. He's brutally honest. Uh, he's a hell of a player and he wants to win so you know that he's he's keeping it real he's as advertised he's a fantastic player 
But, you know, there's frustration. So it's, it's really strange right now to see what stage of this plan that they're in. And, again, when you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo with all his, his injury history, you know that there could be hiccups along the way. And he already had a concussion in, in week three. So, I mean, there's, there's that. And so uh, it's just it's, it's a bizarre time, to say the least, Peter. And, and it's, it's tough days for Raider Nation. And um, believe me, man, they are on edge right now. So uh, we try to try to talk them off the ledge to say the least, but I'm sure there's a lot of questions. <laughs> well, what, what with a the Packers coach is too, facing right? internally is not always the same as what a coach is facing externally. Fans right. are going to be one thing. Yep. Management is often a very different thing. And I think especially from people who are not in the day-to-day like you are, Mark Davis is a different kind of owner right? for good and for ill. And yeah. so does he want to pay Josh McDaniels and another coach? That's got to be factored in here. If right. you're a Raiders fan, you're going, Get this guy out of here. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But some people probably right. are. Oh, yeah. What I think is is um, poignant for Packer fans is this was one of the guys, if not the guy, Aaron Rodgers wanted to replace Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And to see how his career has gone since that moment, since that inflection point when the Packers chose Matt LaFleur. You know, it's it's easy to say, okay, you know, Matt LaFleur's won a bunch of games. It's a different situation when you have Aaron Rodgers, Josh McDaniels with Aaron Rodgers versus Josh McDaniels with Aiden O'Connell or Tim Tebow right. or Kyle Orton. It could look very different. And I just, that's one of those, I think, really underrated storylines as we come into this week is like, this is this is a, a dueling banjos version of the timeline. It, it could be one version over here and one version over here. I, I want to ask you about um, Devontae Adams too, as a storyline, because he got hurt last week. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's trending toward playing. What is his status as we, as we head toward trying to talk about the matchups here so far, it looks pretty good. I mean, he returned to that game after banging up his shoulder and I thought he was done for the game. I thought, okay, that's a wrap. You know, 17 is out. You know, he's just too good of a player, uh, to even try to get him back out there, but he showed his resiliency that the fact that he's a warrior, the fact that he wants to be out there and be a leader for the team and came back and made some big time plays and catches down the stretch for Aiden O'Connell. So I think that he's going to be fine. He did say after the game, uh, on Sunday, that yeah my shoulder hurts really bad but uh you know I'm gonna be out there and so I think that I think that he will be there I'm sure that throughout the course of the week with practice and really we'll get back out there on the practice field uh, and see what they have to do you know later on this week as you know since the game's not till Monday they've pushed everything back a day I'm sure that they're gonna limit him and, and bring him along slowly but you know Devontae Adams doesn't need a whole lot of practice to go out there and perform on Monday night at Allegiant Stadium so I mean that's I think he's gonna be fine but obviously it's something to monitor because so far this season it's been the Devontae Adams Adams and Jacoby Myers show uh, along with Josh Jacobs sprinkled in there in the passing game. And that's it. It hasn't been anybody else. And so, you know, that's something to consider when you start thinking about the matchups that we'll talk about in segment number two. But real quick, I'm assuming coming off that Thursday night football loss uh, where Jordan Love was basically on his back the whole game. And that was Matt LaFleur's words, not mine. He can't throw the ball from his back. He was pretty upset about that. There's got to be some maybe anxiety around Packer fans as far as what this team is doing, especially with the offensive line looking like it looks so far. Yeah, and, and and more so because Packer fans are just not used to seeing offensive line play like that. Yeah, they're, they're just not. Right. Um, and so you you have Royce Newman in there for Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins has been on the practice field coming back from that MCL. Apparently, it is just a pain tolerance issue. So if he's practicing, I guess that is a good sign for him <laughs> to go. That takes your worst offensive lineman by far off the field. John right. Runyon Jr. not practicing though. So that's your other guard. If you have to take him off the field, do they put Royce Newman in? Do they take the UCLA kid, Sean Ryan, who was a draft pick a year ago? Does he go in? That is who I've been advocating for. I've seen enough Royce Newman. It's too much. 
any any amount right now is too much. Um, and Zach Tom appears to be progressing, so I think they're going to be in a good position. But you still got to block Max Max Crosby, and yeah. that's that is uh, that is no small feat. So I know Patrick Graham, as a defensive coordinator, likes to mix and match what he wants to do, but he's probably not going to do what someone like Brian Flores do does and just heat Jordan Love up. I, I don't expect them to to bring pressure on sixty percent of snaps or anything like that. But but who knows? That's part of being a defensive coordinator is you get to be a chameleon and one week do one thing and one week do another. So there was part one of our conversation right there, talking about the biggest storylines for both the Packers and the Raiders in uh, in this Monday night football matchup. It's going to close out week five of the NFL season. It's crazy to think we're already at week five, but here it is, and it's already this Raiders' second primetime game. We know how the first one went against Pittsburgh. Here's the next one against the Green Bay Packers coming up on Monday. Coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, we'll talk about the main matchups, what you should be looking for, what matchups you should be looking for from the Packers and the Raiders and the Raiders and the Packers. Both sides of it will come up in segment number two, and we'll get right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're easiest. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play uh, fantasy football. It's just or fantasy sports in general. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, pros, sharks, it's real simple. You pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And you can select six players or three players or four players, whatever the case may be, from Monday night's game. You know, Packers and Raiders, whatever you want to do, Devontae Adams, Jair Alexander, Jordan Love, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell, whoever the quarterback's going to be, any of that. And all you do is go up against the projections. It's that simple. A lot of folks have had the most fun ever playing with prize picks. You can win 25 times your money during the football season. Again, just like two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats and place your entry. And... It's happened so quickly. You can place your entry in less than 60 seconds. My guy, Peter Bukowski, he does it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Matter of fact, while we were doing all things, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the show, when we were doing the crossover edition, he actually was putting his projections in. I was like, dang, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just put a quick projection in. So he did it that fast, and you can do it that fast as well. All you need to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Again, use the code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy your locked on Raiders your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right Raider Nation here we go segment number two of today's locked on Raiders podcast want to jump into Part two of the crossover edition, myself and Peter Bukowski, we talked all things storylines in segment number one. Now it's time to talk about the key matchups on both sides of the ball for the Packers and for the Raiders. So things start off in in segment number two in part two of the conversation with me asking about the main matchup, the one that's most important for the Packers. It's the the same, and and maybe it's in my head after what happened in Detroit, but winning at the line of scrimmage is essential. And, And I know that in the modern NFL, um, everyone wants to talk about the passing game and get in the gun and let Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes sling the rock all over the yard. And that's that's the most fun version of the offense that we see. But look at what has happened over the uh, over the years with the Bills when they can't run the ball in the postseason. Right. Yeah. Look is what look at what is happening in the postseason to the to a team like the Chiefs when they can't block. You have to be able to protect your quarterback and you have to be able to open up some lanes in the run game. The Packers have been atrocious stopping the run this season. And the Raiders have been terrible running the ball. <laughs> this is the the old movable force against the stoppable object. Yes, and that it, it's it's a pillow fight, Q. Like it's going to be yeah. wild to see how this works. 
Packer fans are sure Josh Jacobs is going to run for 300 yards in this game um, because that's just the way that it seems like they have been conditioned. But the flip side of this, and I wrote about this um, uh, over at The Leap, which is my newsletter, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. There you go. Um, and, and that is that this is the kind of team that the Packers can get off the schneid a little bit against because they're not a great run defense. When you look at the names, I think that there are some uh, some players that I like um, Max Crosby, obviously the, yeah. the, the headliner there. I've always liked divine Diablo as a player, just play him at linebacker. Let's do it. Like, I love, I love that willingness to try some stuff, but I think you can run the ball against this front and we've seen it. They've been a below average run defense so far this season. So, um, I think that's key for green Bay. Can they get the run going and, and can they stop the run against the team that has been the worst running offense in the league so far? One of them, but was really, really good last year. So <laughs> is Joe Barry going to turn this rushing offense back into what we saw last year? That is certainly the fear if you're a Packer fan. It's so funny, Peter, because I could pick, I could hold up a mirror right now and just point it at you. Because I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, it's the it's the trenches, it's the offensive line. Uh, the Raiders have given up 11 sacks in the last two games, right? The uh, the Steelers had four on Sunday Night Football in primetime action, and then Khalil Mack and the Chargers got off on Sunday. Khalil, yeah, Mack, Khalil Mack went Mack off on for his six. own. Yeah. I think he still he just sacked Aiden O'Connell again. In fact, right. I'm getting worse. He sacked me on accident, right? He just just because <laughs> what the hell? Why not? But yeah, man. And, I mean, they had seven sacks uh, on Sunday, and, and that's just way too much, obviously. Uh, so the offensive line's got to figure out a way to shore that up. And, and you're right about the run game. The run game hasn't been there for the Raiders. And, look, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last season. But the one thing about it is he really didn't get started last season until around week four. Week four, week mm -hmm. five, that's when everything really started cooking. And, you know, I know that against the Chargers, he wasn't great in, in, when the, it came to the run game. He did a lot of his damage through the, through the passing game. But to me, he looked like a guy that was in shape now. Remember, he missed all the training camp. He missed all the preseason. He was yep. holding out for the contract situation. He started to look like he was that Josh Jacobs guy running downhill, running with a purpose, running through defenders, you know, kind of having, having a little extra chip to, on his shoulder, a little extra edge to him. So I'm hoping, and this is just me hoping, that he's getting to be that guy again. And again, it took a while before the run game got going out. The right side of that offensive line is where my big concerns are. The right guard, Greg Van Roten right now, he's a guy that as Lincoln Packers legend, Greg Van Roten. There you go. Way. There you go. See, I, I <laughs> even forgot to, to, to acknowledge that part. But yeah, uh, Lincoln Kennedy continues to tell me each and every week he plays too high, right? He's, he's way up too high, and he allows guys to get underneath his pad. So that's uh, the part of the right guard position that he's uh, having problems with. And Jermaine Illuminor has been the right tackle, and I think he's a swing tackle at best. I don't think he should be a starting right tackle, but I don't know what the solution is at that right tackle spot. It's been a problem for the Raiders for a long time. So, uh, yeah, they've got to shore that up, figure out how to get things going. They've got to protect whatever quarterback out is out there, Jimmy G or Aiden O'Connell, and they got to get the run game going. The offense is not set up for the quarterback to throw the ball 45 times or in Aiden O'Connell's, uh, you know, his, his situation on Sunday. He threw the ball 39 times. That's too much. They've got to have a balanced offense. And if they can get that going, they'll have a chance, especially, as you mentioned, against a Packers defense that's not very good. I mean, I, I feel like both teams could have an opportunity to get right, and neither team wants to be that get-right team, right? I mean, no. That's, no one wants to be no. the slump buster, right? Nobody wants – and I, I always describe it like this. No one wants to be that, that 2 a.m. phone call, right? Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. All right, cool. You want to give up 200 yards on the ground? Sure, let's do it, right? I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to be yeah. that. They, they don't want to yeah, be I've, that. I've had enough Coors Light for that. Let's do it. <laughs> Just uh, say it. <laughs> the, the, the thing that I was looking at with this team as I was you know, trying to break down the, the matchups and all that stuff is the offensive line, the way that it was built. Mm -hmm. you, you look at the, the guys, you mentioned the right side of that offensive line. 
The left side, you've got Colton Miller, yep. who's a nice player. I don't know that he's worth the money that they gave him, but he's a nice player. Yeah. And then Dylan Parham is a third round pick from 2022. I, still, still plenty of, of book to be written with For him. For sure. But then center, right guard, right tackle, you're talking about scrap heap kind of players. Mm -hmm. Just like, let's try and put something together. Well, you go back to 2018, they took Colton Miller in the first round. They took Brandon Parker in the third round. Brandon Parker, not a thing in Las Vegas. No, no. You 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 fast forward, 2021, they take Alex Leatherwood in the first round. Is Alex Leatherwood still in the NFL? Keith, I you know? think that he got what? He got waived from Chicago. I think he's on someone's practice squad. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that tells I, you all I, you I believe he's know. on a team right now. Yeah. But that is a disaster that he can't, on a, on a team that desperately right now, two years ago, he's a draft pick. Right. On a team that desperately needs offensive line. Yep. And especially the kind of offensive line he could theoretically provide with the size, the power that he plays with. All the inconsistencies aside, there's a reason he's like a borderline NFL player, right? Right. But what he what they thought he could be, you can't you can't miss those opportunities. No. No. And that that is it's just I think a great example. And and Raiders fans are probably sick of hearing about this because of what happened with that with um that 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 uh what was it the 19 draft right where you have right. three first round picks and you come out with like one Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Guy? That's it. Cleve Farrell's no longer Jonathan on the team. Abrams, Abrams no longer NFL on the team. Guy, Jonathan yep. Abrams. Yep. Yep. And now if you took Hunter Renfro and and Max Crosby in the first round, like now you'd kind of look like a genius for doing that. <laughs> right. So they still end up having, weirdly enough, a decent class, but right. still you you just can't take the collar no. in the first round, basically. No. And so that that I think is is really damning. And I think it's a good, it's a good reminder for Packers fans, frankly, that what they do with offensive linemen, you just pull Zach Tom out of the deep recesses of your third round. Uh like that doesn't have other teams don't do that. Rasheed right. Walker in the seventh round does not come in for every team and play really well. Right. He's done that. He's come in and played really well. Teams don't do that. And I think it's easy for Packers fans. And I have to remind myself because I, I, I'm so deeply embedded in this team. I, like This is not normal. What they do is not normal. And these other teams are trying to figure this out. I don't know how Green Bay does it. If I had an answer for you, I'd be selling it to other teams, frankly, because yeah. they pay me a lot of money. <laughs> they pay me a lot of money to tell to give them the secret if there was one. Right. The secret sauce to fixing the offensive lines. Right. I mean, that would be awesome. And like you mentioned, Dylan Parham, he was the third round pick. He was Dave Ziegler's first pick uh, as a GM of the silver and black. And I think he's a good player. Uh, I, I want to say he may have regressed a little bit this year as opposed to his rookie mm -hmm. year. And then Thayer Munford was the seventh round pick. Uh, like you're talking about seven round picks, right tackle out of uh, Ohio State. And he's been good. He comes into the jumbo package. He's a guy that you'll see out there on, on Monday, uh, number 77. You won't be able to miss him, but he's just not out there consistently I think that he's going to be the right tackle of the future I think that that's what they ultimately want him to be but he's just not ready to be there consistently every play so you know they've, they've been exposed by by edge rushers and 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 defensive linemen the last two weeks uh you know and I know that a, a guy like Gary can get after the quarterback I know that he uh you know pins his ears back and goes. And so, uh, you know, Jermaine Illuminor is going to have his work cut out for him. Van Roten's going to have his uh, work cut out for him. Andre James is going to have his work cut out for him. They all have to really step up. But uh, really the key matchups, I, I think, really for this game is going to be in the trenches. I know Green Bay is dealing with a bunch of injuries as well. So I, I think that it's like almost default going to the trenches on Monday. And, and like we're broken records on this. But <laughs> this is right. this is still how this works. Yeah. And, and I think especially when you come off a game for the Packers where you give up 40, more than 40% of your, your dropbacks result in a pressure, right? It's, it was the worst pressure that Jordan love has been under since that chiefs game in his NFL debut. When, when 
Steve Spagnuolo was just devious. Yeah. Just devious with some of the zero pressures that he's running and all that stuff. So like, and then you, Khalil Mack has six sacks against this Raiders team. Right. And you, and you give up 150 yards rushing. Like the Packers did the same thing. And right. so they're both to your, to your point. They're like, they're, they're the Spider-Man meme kind of pointing at yeah, each other yeah, a little yeah. bit right now, because yep. it's like, we got to figure this out, but they got to figure this out. Right. And we got to figure this other side of the ball out, but they're still trying to figure it out too. So if one of these guys can figure it out, they might have a chance to to get that two a.m. phone call. Somebody Which, and no, and no no better place to get that two a.m. phone call than Vegas. Do <laughs> so. There you go. Part two of the crossover edition, talking all things matchups. So we got storylines in the books. We've got matchups in the books. So what is the path to victory? That's what we'll get for you coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, the crossover edition. We'll get right to that after we tell you about a couple great sponsors here of the show. And the first one is FanDuel. You need to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's that simple. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, Good. Right now is no better time to get in on the action. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. And the show that I do with Lee Sterling, Locked on Bets, we use the player props all the time. So much fun. Really helps you get, you know, even more invested in the game. So I definitely encourage you to check it out. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Kick off the NFL season the right way. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. I also want to let you know that today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. And sometimes, Raider Nation, life happens. And I mean life that's way bigger than, you know, football and wins and losses in the game. I'm talking about real deal life. Sometimes it's got to do with your kids. Sometimes it's got to do with yourself. Sometimes it can be simple but still stressful like a job. You know, a decision on do you want to stay here? Do you want to go to another job? Do you want to take a job offer? Do you want to quit this job? Whatever. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe that that girlfriend or boyfriend is just work, working your, your last nerve and you just can't decide if you need to make a change or, or stick it out. Whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's just stressful and you just need a little bit of, you know, reassurance. You need someone to talk to. You need someone to break it down with. You need someone just to hear you out. Well, that's where better help could come in again, because sometimes life just hits you and you have no idea what's going on. So you need sometimes to get your brain and get your brain right. Right. So if you've ever been thinking about therapy, then Maybe you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And so you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So if you know, you're just not feeling that therapist and you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I need to try someone else uh, that maybe fits my personality a little better. You can. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. Again, for the folks in the back row, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast and part three of the crossover edition, Peter Bukowski and myself. We've talked all things storylines in Monday Night Football's game. We've talked all things matchups in Monday Night Football games. So what's the path to victory? What is it going to take for the Raiders to come away with the victory? What is it going to take for the Packers to come away with the victory? If the Packers win, they improve to three and two overall. If the Raiders win, they improve to two and three overall. If they drop, well, then it's another conversation. Then they're in some trouble. The Raiders would be sitting there at one and four on the season. That is where nobody wants to be, and the Packers would be below 500, sitting there at two and three. So let's go ahead and jump into part three of the conversation. Starts off with me asking what the Packers have to do to have a chance 
to win this game Monday night at Allegiant Stadium? Stop the run. I think that's it. If they can stop the run, this this Raiders offense becomes one-dimensional, and it happens to be the kind of dimension that the Packers are designed to stop. Um, I, I hope, I hope, Q, we, we were 24 and a half minutes into this show. We have not talked about Devontae Adams versus Jair Alexander. Right. I hope both those guys coming in with injuries. I hope, hope, hope we get that matchup because you're talking about two of the best in the game, a yep. heavyweight bout, and, and two guys who really, really respect one another. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans where the guys don't like each other. I'm right. always interested in, in a matchup like this where like these guys absolutely love to go at it and battle. I, th- I think Devontae is, if he's healthy, equipped to, to win some of these matchups. He's so good at the catch point, but then it depends on who's throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think this pass rush can get off if you're the Packers. I think your secondary can, can match up with these receivers. I like Russell Douglas against um, Jacoby Myers as a matchup. Um, and then, of course, you have Jair. So uh, this is all about the run defense to me. If the Packers can stop the run, to me, it's just going to be so hard for this Raiders team to score. And I, I think that gives the Packers uh, the, the best chance to score enough points. Not that they're going to score 40 right. or 70. Jeez, <laughs> Dolphins, relax. Uh, and and I think that it, you you can win a sort of like a 21-17 kind of game, a 24-17 kind of game. I like the Packers, not comfortably, but like I just think the Packers are a better team. Christian Watson, hopefully getting closer to full health. Aaron Jones, closer to full health. Rashawn Gary, closer to full health. I think that makes a huge difference for this team. Those three players are really, really good. Um, and I just haven't seen, maybe I'll just ask you the question. What do the Raiders do well, Q? I mean, that's the question. Is really good. I think that's the question that they're asking. <laughs> I think they're asking that right now, right? I mean, they're trying to figure out what they do do really well. And, and that's the problem when you're already four games into the season. I mean, their kicking game is great, right? I mean, Daniel Carlson's fantastic. A.J. Cole's fantastic. But you don't want to be that, well, the special teams is the best unit of the team. And uh, right now, they're fantastic. But the run game hasn't got going at all. Uh, you know, Max Crosby, number 98, you can see him early and often. He's a guy that's going to give you maximum effort. There's a reason why his name is Max with two X's. I mean, he just, he brings it every single down, every single snap. I mean, he's that guy. So, I mean, it's it's funny that you mentioned stop the run. The Raiders have to establish the run. They haven't they haven't got it going at all, right? And, and uh, Josh Jacobs is starting to round into form, I do believe. So I think that they are going to try to be a balanced offense. I think that they're going to try to run uh, Jacobs early and often and, and also get him some of the dump offs like you saw against the Chargers because those are just yeah. extended runs. That's fine. If he picks up eight or nine yards a, a catch, that's cool, right? Go ahead and, and do that. That's fine. Uh, I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I think that the Raiders would be happy with that as well because it keeps Josh Jacobs involved in the game. And that's something that's very important. You mentioned Devontae and, and Jair. That, that's those are two of the best in the business. I mean, that's that'll be just fun. That'll be get your popcorn and, and watch it go. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that's that's exciting. And hopefully, like you mentioned, both those guys are as healthy as possible to go out there and compete against each other. That'll be something to pay attention to. But for me, man, it's 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 run the ball and that pass rush has got to affect Jordan Love. I mean, the, the Packers offensive line is leaky, right? We saw them on Thursday night football. Matt LaFleur was angry to say to say it nicely after the game, right? Let it be known if I had he the answer. He does not normally get like that, but he was feisty. He bro. was feisty. I mean, he was, that's a BS question. I mean, if I knew the answer to that, I would, uh, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, he was hot. And, and he's had some time, right? He's had extra I liked time. It. It's I liked almost, it. Yeah, me too. It was almost like an extra bye week that, that the Packers had going from Thursday night football to Monday night football. They get a, yeah. a extra time to get things figured out. But Jordan Love's still a young starter. So, you know, Max Crosby is going to bring everything he's got. My big question I have each and every week is who's going to compliment Max? Who is it going to be across yeah. from him? 
right? Is it going to be Tyree Wilson, the rookie? He hasn't really got started yet, but you can see him getting a little bit better, getting his legs under him. Is it a guy like Malcolm Kuntz, right? Is it going to be someone from the interior? Who is going to harass Jordan Love that's not named Max Crosby is the big question. But everything becomes easier for that defense, and they did really good. They, I mean, they shut out the Chargers in the second half last week. So if they could build off that defense, they'll have themselves a chance. But everything is easier, man, when they get pressure on the quarterback. The rest of the, you know, the linebackers, the secondary, the safeties, all of a sudden things can happen. So as far as I'm concerned, you've got to be able to run the ball, establish that, have that balanced offense, and you've got to get to Jordan Love early, and you've got to get to Jordan Love often. That's the way that the Raiders win the game on Sunday. And it's funny that you, or Monday, I mean, and, and the funny thing about it is you mentioned 24-17 or 20-17. The Raiders haven't scored over 20 points yet this season. 17, 10, 18, 17. That's it. And I thought the offense was going to be the strength of this team. So there's that. The second and third quarter, they haven't even scored a touchdown in the second or third quarter yet this season. They've scored nine total points. And the in Packers are quarters. one of the best third quarter teams in the league. Jordan Love has been a different guy in the third quarter. So glad you brought up Max Crosby Boom. because he's going to be going up against Rasheed Walker yeah. um, when he's lined up uh, over the left tackle. I think you're going to see the, the Raiders take a page out of the Lions playbook and say, we're going to take Max Crosby and treat him like Aiden Hutchinson against the Packers. We're going to line him up everywhere. Yeah. You better account for where our guy is. And if you don't, yep. he's going to beat your backup guard. If you have to play a backup guard, he's going to be, you better account for 98 Yep. or you're going to have a problem. I can't wait Q. This is going to be a great <laughs> time. And uh, this is, I, I wish, I wish I, I, um, I could say that these two teams were going to match up in Las Vegas in February. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> right, right. They're going to be watching in February. <laughs> they're going to be watching. I don't think they're going to be At matching least one up. of these teams will be in Las Vegas. Still, right. And that, we know that for sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's it's Monday Night Football. It doesn't get much better than that. I'm excited about it. Uh, Legion Stadium is a great place to, to check out a, a game. And, of course, like you mentioned, the Super Bowl will be there uh, in February as well. So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a good time to have a good time. And so, uh, you know, as always, man, definitely appreciate you and your efforts. You always do a fantastic job. Uh, let everyone know what, what shows you got coming up to close out the week. Hey, we got a, we got a Friday interview show, and then we'll we'll have a Monday show ahead of our live show. Yeah. We'll be live after the game. Um, if Raider Nation wants to come hang out, uh, our Locked On Packers YouTube page, we we welcome you. So there it was, Raider Nation, the crossover edition, Peter Bukowski and myself. Again, good friend of the show, Peter Bukowski. I always appreciate chopping it up with him. He's been a part of the show many times. If he was talking about Devontae Adams and the possibility of him becoming a Raider, uh, Aaron Rodgers, while he was still a member of the Packers, Peter is a great dude, right? He's one of my favorite guys to chop it up with, so it was really a lot of fun being able to talk with him and you know share the show with him uh, like we did. So uh, hopefully you appreciated that as well. Again, he does a great job. Locked on Packers. And if you want to learn more about the Packers, definitely check out his show so you can just hear more about the Packers, kind of get a little bit more insight on to what the to expect to see Monday Night Football Raiders and Packers. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to meet with Josh McDaniels and a little bit later on uh, this morning about 10 o'clock at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. So if there's anything really good from that, we should learn about the quarterback situation. Jimmy G, is he cleared concussion protocol? Is Aiden O'Connell getting snaps? Like we, We'll have a lot of questions to ask Coach McDaniels, so whatever we get from that, we'll bring to the table. Uh, news and notes, of course. We'll have uh, calls and texts. We'll get back to that off the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. We'll have plenty of conversation. And remember, we won't have keys to victory yet until Monday's show because it's Monday Night Football. So there's that. So just remember that we'll have an extra show to talk about this upcoming game, Week 5 NFL action. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, as we close out the week really strong and send you into the, the, the weekend the right way, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby. <laughs>